Hi everyone and welcome to our first Impact Best Fund Manager Roundtable. I'm the founder and CEO of Impact Best, Aisha Williams, and I am here with two wonderful fund managers that I'm very happy to speak to today. Moke Abudu and Tondurai Najora. And so thank you for being here with us today. What I wanted to focus on is just your thesis of your funds, what the motivation that both of you had to launch your funds. And what we want to focus on here are the sustainable positive outcomes of investment, right? And how you see that integrated into your fund strategies, right? So let's go to intros and I'll start with you, Mope. Okay. All right. Um, Aisha, it's uh, an honor and I'm really excited um, to be here and also um, share in a, you know, in this course. Um, I think in terms of intro, um, yes, my name is Mopoy Abadu. I am the managing partner of Afri-Local Venture Capital. We are intensely driven to support the African narrative in terms of supporting startups who are visionary, who are really, really coming up with great solutions, not just for their locality, but really using technology in very creative ways that both impact their immediate geographies, but also are solutions that can help beyond their regions. And how I got into here, well, my background has been in um, financial services as well as advisory. I've worked um, with so many founders, um, both at the startup stage, both at the growth stage, and um, those who are even looking to um, list on the stock exchange. So those who are really, you know, further on. But what has also been a critical Achilles heel sometimes is the right capital, but not just throwing capital. It's really making sure that the impact, the influence of capital is well-directed. It creates the purpose of, of funding, which is multiplier effect. And when you say multiplier effect, it's in terms of your immediate stakeholders, your enlarged stakeholders, creating growth that is very impactful, obviously in terms of financial returns, but more importantly, the domino effect of how it's creating sustainable wealth creation. We got into this space knowing that the youthful population of most of our countries in Africa, I'm really from Nigeria, and you, you know we're blowing up in terms of uh, the number of youthful people coming up with ideas. There's an opportunity for wealth creation, for um, businesses that make them self-sustaining, and with the right midwifery support and the right capital, they have the potentials to, you know, create mega, mega businesses that have footprints across the region. So venture capital is critical, particularly at the earlier stages of the, the, the business growth. And we are excited and very thrilled about the possibilities that we're actually enabling. Yes, it's very exciting. I think your focus um, uh, just on scaling it and, and to be able to support entrepreneurs who are truly looking for and to solve sustainability challenges that, that we're facing, right? And to be able to provide the patient capital, uh, the wisdom of your background uh, to scale these solutions. So thank you, Mope. And Tandre, let's go to you. Um, thank you very much, Aisha, for this um, amazing and wonderful opportunity to be here. 
and um, it's it's quite a pleasure to be sitting with uh, with Mope, um, a lady I actually look up to um, as well. And um, having having had worked with uh, with 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 yourself, uh, Aisha, in um, in building up um, Impact Vest, and congratulations for the for the for the continued work that you've uh, you've done uh, thus far. Um, regarding the the fund, um, the Chakata fund, my my particular background is in is in civil and water engineering. Um, that is where I'm coming from. Um, Having studied civil and water engineering with an interest uh, of solving uh, particularly infrastructure challenges that really um, are a commonplace within uh, within the African marketplace, but not only in the African marketplace, um, in other uh, developing economies that we always usually want to call frontier markets because that is where uh, we've got many many opportunities for investment. But where it all started um, was particularly through realization that um, there's a massive backlog, particularly mobility infrastructure. Uh, this is our, our highways and our, our airports, our rail systems. And um, through that, um, you realize and agree that um, transportation infrastructure is, 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 is very much key where it comes to um, the development of, 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 of communities, obviously, through the movement and transportation of people, the movement and transportation of goods, uh, it catalyzes and facilitates uh, trade between um, between different different countries, between different communities, um, even from a from a localized uh, perspective. And the other challenge that we have had, uh, particularly again from a road um, transportation uh, system perspective, is the fact that a lot of people have actually lost their lives. Um, traveling on these particular roads. And I'm further motivated because I've, I've actually been involved uh, in two accidents, uh, road traffic accidents. One was at, a, at, a, at an intersection within a city. The other one was on a, on a stretch um, in one of the mining towns uh, within, within Zim. And unfortunately, that accident was fatal. So realizing that we've got these, uh, these dynamics and challenges within our mobility uh, that obviously increase um, costs from a loss, loss of life perspective, from a damage of equipment perspective, there is the need, uh, to ensure that we, uh, we start improving our transportation systems. Then considering and observing that, uh, it takes a lot of investment to say that we want to rehabilitate a highway, for example, or we want to start building a new highway. Um, with my, with my, with my experience and exposure, I've realized that, um, we need to prepare. We need to start somewhere. And it's not straight onto the highways that we go. So I realized that uh, there was need to start a preparatory fund, um, which is anchored on, on, on trying to initially build up technologies that improve road safety, technologies that uh, foster uh, smart mobility, as well as technologies that utilize renewable energies um, in a bid to reduce uh, emissions where it comes to our transportation sectors. So this is in the long term looking at uh, particularly coming up with a larger fund that then deals uh, with rehabilitation of uh, infrastructure services, uh, as well as uh, building up of new transportation uh, facilities. So basically, uh, the Chakata Fund comes from uh, a song by one of the local artists in Zimbabwe uh, called Mukudzei uh, Mukombe. He sang a song called Hakata, where he was really um, encouraging people to prepare 
by picking up a fruit, a wild fruit called uh, called chakata. So that is uh, basically where we are coming from in terms of our investment thesis and um, hoping to contribute towards um, SDG number three, SDG number seven, as well as SDG 11. Thank you, Tande. And yes, you were here at the very beginning when I was scaling Impact Best here. And this is what I really appreciate about the impact sector, um, because it really takes so much motivation and grit, right, to, to be able to invest toward sustainability solutions, which is why we're so passionate about supporting entrepreneurs and fund managers especially in emerging and frontier markets in the global south, uh, because that's where it's needed the most to unblock capital towards all of the sustainability challenges that you are facing. And I'm glad you brought up the importance of infrastructure, Tande, because I really wanted to start here about both of your opinions on the importance of investing in infrastructure, supporting entrepreneurs in this sector, and what is still needed from investors from the public sector. Um, in our CEO roundtable, we spoke about the importance of private-public partnerships. And in both of your opinions, uh, what is still needed in order to drive impact capital? Okay, um, I'll, I'll love to you know, give my perspective on, on, on this. Um, Afriglocal had very carefully and intentionally crafted a thesis um, that would allow us to be key players when it when it comes to infrastructure. But for us, um, and our background and our and our um, you know ability to to provide and um, to to harness our our expertise, we are focused on the fintech and digital infrastructure. And I do try to, you know, stress the digital infrastructure because it's it's the bedrock, it's the foundation upon which um, new age um, businesses are going to grow on. It is so critical that you infuse technology, but the right technology in terms of scalability, agility, um, impact, in terms of meeting those who for example, are unbanked or unreachable or underbanked. And for us, we realize that the digital infrastructure space needs the right investment, needs the right partnerships. And it, it's so critical to bring in our African you know, um, players to be extremely competitive with their worldwide um, counterparts. So for us, the digital infrastructure is the highway. It's the it's the express um, medium through which, you know, businesses can be very you know easily catapulted into providing um, sustainable means of working, being very competitive, and their innovation having um, an opportunity to to reach far and wide. So we are playing very much at the intersections of where fintech, because it's the enabler, meets um, critical critical markets, be it health, be it um, um, the supply chains, making sure that there is a free flow of, of, of trade opportunities, be it in terms of just our general um, housing, such as, as property, um, property tech or insure tech. So for us, digital infrastructure is critical. Um, and we have realized that without building that foundation, 
not investing properly in that foundation. You're more or less building on, on sh- you know, shaky, shaky sounds. Just as our heads are able to wrap around the physical infrastructure in terms of roads, in terms of, you know, um, you know, all those regular areas in the digital area, it's also very critical. And what we have realized in the past few years is that the forerunner has been um, financial um, institutions creating opportunities for, um, you know, banking people, bringing them right into the ecosystems of being able to trade. We see how farmers can reach out to a market that previously was unattainable to them and they're able to, you know, create sustainable living by getting on these infrastructures. So we are very driven to make sure that our digital infrastructure investments are creating sustainable and very impactful um, channels. And are not only, you know, doing that, are, are creating the, the, the beautiful, precious, um, creative opportunities that our startups are, are using. So for us, Africa really needs to invest in infrastructure and sustainable ones that would you know, create wealth creation, diversification for the different um, genders. We're also very driven to make sure that women play a critical part and come into the ecosystems of, of commerce um, very quickly, understanding the peculiarities of their of their gender, but also being able to play, you know, competitively. So we're looking to make sure that from our perspective, digital infrastructure is very well invested in um, and then using this as an enabler for communities. And I think that's such an excellent point, Mope, uh, to be able to focus on all areas of infrastructure to enable driving impact capital uh, is a critical aspect. I, I, I think of your thesis and, and to be able to uh, really see the sustainable outcomes that can be achieved. Right? But, but first, we need the infrastructure to be invested in. And what do you think about this, Tante? So um absolutely agree um, with, with what Mope is saying in terms of the need to strengthen particularly the digital um, infrastructure. And, and she's really bringing a point, a very, very important point around, uh, around financial inclusion, um, which is critical towards the, the development of a lot of, for example, unbanked people, uninsured people. And you will find that... Um, Largely within the developing markets, uh, the frontier markets, these are the critical challenges that have left people uh, not uh, in the highway, in the financial highway, as Mopay is putting it. And um, there is there is usually a distinction um, in terms of infrastructure, which is which is already clear from from this discussion. Um, that on the one hand we've got we've got the soft infrastructure, and on the other hand we've got we've got the the hard infrastructure, and these two are very complementary. And I, I always want to look at things from a figurative perspective. Uh, we've got we've got more pay and 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 then Twendo on the other side, and we are gelling in in terms of um, talking about the soft side of infrastructure, which is the 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 vision that Mopay is bringing. And I am here coming in with the with the with the hard infrastructure side of it. So they are they are really complementary because they they go hand in hand. And um, just to carry on with my with my background. Uh, as, as I also try and um, and 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 anchor really what 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 Mope is saying. Um, as I was actually finalizing my my undergrad uh, in, in 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 civil and water engineering, my question really was: so now we've got the technical skills, the hard uh, technical engineering skills, 
to understand how you design a highway, to understand how also you, you build a highway. But there's something that is missing. And as much as I may want to become uh, a successful engineering project manager in transportation systems, uh, complementing um, other engineering disciplines, for example, uh, mechanical engineering, electronic engineering, in trying to bring uh, solid hard infrastructure um, facilities for our people to utilize, there's still something that is missing. And that component for me was the financial aspect. So the hard technical um, capabilities definitely go hand in hand with uh, with the soft um, connectivities um, that come from, 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 from ensuring that uh, a lot of people are connected uh, within the, 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 fi the financial highway. And um, so basically, um, we also do need um, physical infrastructures because in as much as we are then going to have innovations that allow, for example, agriculture to, 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 to grow, um, agri-tech, uh, our health tech as well, um, and, and then different pieces of fintech, we will still need produce to be transferred from one place to another. Uh, we will still need trucks that move uh, the macadamia nuts, that move the carrots, that move the fresh vegetables from one point to the other. And those, um, those initiatives to produce uh, the vegetables have been powered, like Nope is saying, through digital infrastructure development. And for them to get to the markets in a good state, in a healthy state, because people need to eat healthy in as much as we are working towards eliminating hunger. So that is the complementarity that um, I believe um, as, 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 as joint forces, we definitely bring in, and that will bring um, a holistic um, view, a holistic um, emergence of the impact that we are that we are looking for. And it's such a great point, Hande, because this is what we focus on. Also, is a holistic viewpoint of impact. Is that we can't just look at finance or the economy as, as some of its parts, right? Is that it's so interconnected, um, and in terms of our global markets uh, that that this is how we have to look at funding as well right and so when we when we start to have a holistic view of impact investing we start to unblock the capital that is needed here um, so you also spoke about financial inclusion right the unbanked and the underbanked populations um, and that also goes along with the youth population here and and also women being included oh, we we speak about a lot if if we want to be able to have a more holistic view of the market um, then we have to actually allow those who currently can't participate in capital markets to be able to participate and to build wealth right we're speaking about wealth building um, and and this is something that we focus on quite often here is 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 how do we actually build opportunities for those who don't to be able to build wealth right uh, because that is the foundation um, um, that that we need for a holistic system to start to be created um, so what are your viewpoints about investing in financial inclusion what still needs to be done and how you will both address this in your own funds. Okay. Um, this is an area very close to, you know, right bang in the middle in terms of what we're doing. In general, we 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 really, really look to to seek those beautiful ideas driven by 
very driven um, founders who are able to build within their solutions critical information beyond just the service. We find data playing a very, very critical role, both to the user in terms of them even educating their understanding of how they could improve you know, their involvement in, 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 the, in the commerce sector and, and their own individual growth, but also educating all stakeholders so that the market becomes a whole lot more fine-tuned. When it comes to financial inclusion, you have issues in terms of accessibility, you have issues in terms of um, language, culture, um, you know, spending, spending abilities, a whole mirage of, of things. And it's not good enough to just have a product that is, you know, it, it's it's not customized. It's not really understanding the pain points of those who are actually going to use it. So what we find is that solutions that are really understanding the geography, the peculiarities, and educating them in terms of how they can improve themselves makes the adoption of the service a whole lot better. They don't feel they are stifled into use it. They actually see you know, the service actually improving their role. So what we've found is that accessibility is very important. So we look at the value chain um, opportunities. We try and make sure that their whole lives are actually impacted through the solutions that are being given. So financial inclusion is not just onboarding more customers. It's actually moving them away from subsistence living into a much more you know, a much more informed and and positioned um, entrepreneur, body and entrepreneur, for example. And you see that if, if it's a system that can even bring in teams of people or um, rather than one individual at a time, you, you also find the power of collaborations, you know, coming to bear and their adop- adoption is a whole lot easier. So we're also looking at how data is also helping beyond just the provision of a service. And this makes sure that businesses in one region can learn from what is happening in another region. You don't have to repeat the challenges that are being done and their adoptions are a whole lot smoother and better. We've found that, you know, the the regular um, credit scoring system only applies to those mostly within the urban area, those who probably have you know, regular jobs. But that doesn't mean that those who are within, who are not within that circle can't be credit scored in a manner that is um, peculiar to that area. And we actually find statistics shows that they are the most um, reputable when it comes to payback, when it comes to actually, you know, going further and growth. And what we find is that we don't want businesses to continually have the tag of SME it should just be a stage of life. They should be moving on to be growth businesses and they should be moving on to be our unicorns and unicorns at some point. So we need to make sure that we create this pipeline of businesses. Those who are excluded, women, because of their um, the peculiarities that run with them. If we have solutions that are looking at their lifestyle and at the different pain points we're addressing them, then they come into the system um, easily. So we're very, very desirous of um, investing those businesses that, you know, tick those boxes beyond just the regular, you know, great MVP or great um, um, service or product um, going forward. Yeah. And and this really makes me think of the discussions around impact measurement and verification is that when you're looking at impact, it's local, like you were saying, 
Mukbang, you really have to be able to go beyond what is normally looked for, maybe in a term sheet or, or, or if you're asking a portfolio company for metrics um, and really get into the local impacts or how it's going to look to a wider stakeholder group, right? And so that's that's what's really important when we're speaking about scaling capital and unblocking impact capital into Africa and uh, the global south is to be able to recognize that the impact standards that we need are actually created locally and we have to actually integrate them into wider investment strategies right and yeah. that can only be done on the ground level right but 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 what, what we're really speaking about is local impact uh, that has not been considered which is why we have the SDG financing gap right because we're missing standards here we're 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 missing the on the ground knowledge um, that only fund managers can give who like you and Tandi who are on the ground who have the local knowledge who are who are there um, who know what the portfolio companies and entrepreneurs need um, and then we can integrate that into wider strategies but if we don't have knowledge of that it's very difficult to drive capital um, and I see you're nodding your head Tande so I'll go to you uh, yes um it's 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 very very true, and I would I would actually want to again allude to what uh, Mope is saying in terms of um, in terms of the gaps that we that we actually have uh, in the markets, and um, I will I will revise um, what 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 she also said in terms of um, how we decide, for example, to to utilize the finances or the funds that we actually have um, from a very very individual level, and I think. It, it 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 boils down to around about three three key issues that, for example, if you earn a salary, um, these are the basic things that you think about. Uh, but mostly, in fact, there there is one thing that usually people think about, which is spending. But in fact, there are three uh, things that you can actually then decide to do with uh, with your money. The first thing being obviously um, saving. Um, that's one of the key things that comes to 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 to, to mind. The second thing being investing. And obviously, the the third thing, which usually is the first, is uh, consumption and 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 spending. And it is one thing definitely that um, most uh, most of the most of the individuals at least need to be educated about. And the step further that we 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 may go even uh, within our further engagement uh, with 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 different communities is to allow people to 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 be able to. Look at their different risk portfolios. I'll give you not not portfolios necessarily, but risk um, risk exposures um, that uh, that usually affect uh, the earnings of 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 people. And um, what I'm thinking about is a situation, for example, where uh, you have um, within 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 a country, you've got challenges with uh, with, with with currency risk. Um, a lot of people tend not to even understand how that affects their earnings, but in some countries, um, you've had people actually losing value where the currency uh, actually erodes. So these are some of the things that uh, need to be put into the market and um, where we can we can obviously have a positive impact in helping uh, companies and individuals to be able to understand how different risk dynamics uh, actually play. Uh, but then going back to, again, that issue of, 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 of trying to mobilize uh, investments in different uh, spaces of, imp of 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 impact, uh, again looking at the cons uh, the consumption aspect of the three, um, I will have an example that 
in the last uh, in the last year, statistics says it that the African diaspora actually remitted around uh, 46 billion United States dollars back home. And this is just uh, probably within a month, someone decides to say, maybe I will send 5% of my salary back home or even 10%. But imagine what would happen if we are not only looking at consumption, but also looking at investments and savings. And that African diaspora sending only 46 billion United States dollars for consumption, what would it be if we then say, okay, let's increase that to 20 or 50% of a salary? Because now I'm saying I want to invest in Africa. Now I'm saying I want to save in Africa. How much more impact does that have? Um, and, and, and what that does is because finance is a catalyst, investments are a catalyst for development and moreover impact what's the impact where it comes to the physical infrastructure that we're talking about as well as the digital infrastructure that we are talking about so basically what i'm saying is we have the power uh, to financially include ourselves in as much as the markets may have uh, seemed to 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 exclude us somehow because of different uh, needs but again back to the point of what you were saying aisha about localization of impact localization of initiatives it's critical that within the risk management um within the risk management frameworks that our banks are operating that our insurance um companies are operating in different other financiers and investors it's 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 key to be able to um, evaluate risks within the African continent, within the development market perspective, and be able to see, okay, so what are the critical issues that we need to consider when we're considering risk? And what are the issues that we we, we, we tend to, to say these are critical when they are not? Uh, I, I, I will give an example later regards to the, the initial banks, for example, that we had during colonial Africa or um, and, and, and the banks that are beginning to emerge uh, post-colonial Africa, and even where we look at private equity, um, venture capital, and other means of funding and financing uh, investment for impact. That that actually is a perfect segue uh, to the article that I'm writing in about two weeks on risk, on the risk premium, and and how it should be reframed and reconsidered. Uh, because that's that's right to the point, Hande, is that if if we do not have the correct risk frameworks within wider investment strategies and portfolio construction strategies, then the outcome is going to be biased and skewed, which is what we see in capital today. Um, but if but if risk is considered for the African context, um, including local impact, and then it's used within a wider portfolio construction strategy, the outcome in terms of capital is going to be very different. It's going to be very strategic in where it's deployed, right? And so it's really starting to analyze those risk frameworks and who is framing that risk um, analysis, right? Um, and, and what who is it intended for? And so we really start to get into the foundational finance models here. Is that what, what we want to address also here and what I write about? Uh, those will be my next couple of articles um, that our portfolio construction strategies, if we're speaking about venture capital, private equity, they're within alternative investments, uh, but the portfolio construction strategies that we're using are 
are quite old, right? They actually have not adapted to the new reality that we're that we're seeing today. Is that our growth markets are in Africa? Um, they're actually not in the West, right? And so what? And so what we have to consider are well what is risk right who who is looking at risk what what about the risk premium if it's considered riskier to invest in a certain investment maybe we should consider that that the risk premium should be a space where investors test out their strategy it's a sort of experimentation and and that's what I'll write about as soon uh, but it's about re reframing and a sort of deconstruction of, of what we consider to be a successful portfolio strategy in terms of patient capital there are, there are, there are many models that actually have not even been built yet right um, and then once we start to build them then 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 we'll start to close the SDG financing gap right um, so going along this idea of reframing risk right if if, if there are new models to be built to reframe risk to unblock capital what do you think those models have to include um, to be adapted for the African context you know models models really need to look at two critical areas um best fit um and sometimes you know I, I challenge the word um best practice you know sometimes because it's only best practice if it works in a particular area. Yes, there are minimum standards, um, but sometimes the standards need to be tweaked to, to best fit a particular area. So whatever models we're going to look at is it must um, take into recognition um, outputs that are relatable and are doing are achieving the objectives for that region, not to meet the objectives of another region or another geography or another um, stakeholder who may not really be as close. So our models need to be critical about what are the immediate strategic objectives that want to be met. And then we create models that meet those um, objectives. And then it could then be um, time-framed in terms of making sure that um, it's a continuum rather than just meeting. Africa is 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 the fastest growing continent, basically. So, whatever we even set in that for the next five years as our strategic objectives are definitely going to be obsolete. You know, in the next five years or probably even sooner. And then we set another another level. So our models must also be very time framed to make sure that it's one. It's it's pulling people you know, very quickly, but we're also looking ahead at the next stages. So our models need to look at what is the risk appetite in terms of our positioning as a continent now, and must then also look in terms of how we want to play, you know, in the next few years. Obviously, within Africa, there is even still quite a lot of inequality, the West, the East, and, and the South and everything. But looking at the strengths of each one, we can then have models that are peculiar to those areas. So timeframes, very important. Um, um, the, 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 the critical needs within that area need to be taken into consideration. And then look at the bigger perspective rather than uh, the domino effect in terms of um, how they would be able to carry on their um, sister brother um, um, 
parts of Africa as well. So they don't really need to replicate the learnings, the painful learnings that they may have gone on. And I also think we need to take into consideration the benefits that we have. Youth, how do they think? Um, you only need to have an organization full of um, millennials or under to, to understand that the working pattern is, is totally different. So what kind of um, um, models are we going to put in place that would be very easily adopted willingly by the youthful population? Um, what tools would they be using? How would we um, equate, you know, success to what they feel is important as well. If we are only fulfilling all righteousness to meet other stakeholders, and it's not meeting individual, personal um, um, aspirations in terms of how they see themselves, is it um, living in a, in, a, in a cleaner environment? Is it you know understanding um, you know what what your next door neighbor needs? Because as a youth. These are things that are very important to them. So our models must take into consideration the individuals who are the role players, as well as the wider stakeholders who might be more interested in, you know, the the um, you know how how it looks more importantly. So it's balancing these acts um, that are very critical. And that's such an excellent point, Mope. I it's it's important to think about our workplace cultures and the kind of the growth markets that, that we see there and, and they're going to look very different on the African continent. And it's, it's about adapting the investment strategies to reflect this and, and to be very adaptive. And, and I think that's truly one of the criteria of driving impact capital is to be able to be adaptive for all of the changes going forward, right? Um, and, and to be able to keep in mind that local impacts will change, work or workplace cultures will change, and for investors on the other side um, to have capital that adapts with these changes, right? What do you think, Tandy? I very much agree with uh, with what you say, Mope. And I want to say something um, very, very controversially, uh, just in a bit to try and uh, inspire some some thought. Um, if we are going to look, for example, at at, at biodiversity, um, and I'm hoping that I'll just touch upon a few um, impact issues that are quite pertinent uh, pertinent in this particular time. Uh, so, just as an example, biodiversity. Um, and 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 taking biodiversity vis-a-vis -vis, um the the time value of money uh, which 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 Mope is, uh, is is very much alluding to in terms of how we structure our our our, our, our portfolios um take for instance a country that is uh, that is in africa uh, with, with amazing uh, biodiversity and look at the potential investments that you have in there just as an example uh your 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 infrastructure your real estate uh, where is it going to be much safer to invest in real estate in a country that has got um, a vast array of biodiversity from your flora and your fauna to a country where you're, where you're also looking at, uh, for example, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a country in the West, it's on the, it's on the East Coast, uh, where there's, uh, where there's uh, potential uh, for flood risk uh, due to climate change and, 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 and global warming. Obviously, what you're going to look at is um, investing your real estate in a place where there's uh, a balanced ecosystem from a biodiversity perspective, simply because um, the risk of losing your, your real estate uh, to, to flooding 
is lesser in that country with, with, with an amazing uh, biodiversity uh, portfolio uh, of flora and fauna. And this is basically coming from um, from a values perspective. And continuing with the controversy, I've, I've always had uh, a funny thought in my mind that says, you know what, in most of the, of, the, of the African countries, and probably not only Africa, but even some of the developing economies, you will find the example I usually want to use is coming again from uh, flora and fauna. You, you will have your, 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 your mountains that are seen as sacred mountains. You will have your animals that are seen as totems, whereby, for example, you're coming from the elephant totem. What it simply means is you're not allowed to eat an elephant. And what that has done is it's wisdom that has allowed um, the preservation of our biodiversity. Because if I'm coming from a particular animal totem clan, it simply means the consumers of that particular animal have decreased. And I just want to put it out there again, controversially. Imagine if you're going to say um, the Germans and maybe the, 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 the Austrians are no longer allowed uh, to eat any fish. Their totem is the fish uh, from the sea. What it simply means is they are going to ensure that their investments go into protecting um, the fish in the ocean and anything else that is linked to the fish. And imagine what then happens to the population of the fish. Imagine what then happens uh, to the coral reefs, simply because we're saying we've got an amazing value system that um, decides to look at risk, not in the in the traditional way, but to try and also say, but where has value been created from a biodiversity perspective? Where has value been created uh, from a social perspective? Um, and 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 that then allows us to say, in as much as we are looking at, um, at, 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 at our finance from a financial risk uh, perspective, but we also have impacts that we're looking at achieving. But some of these um, impacts are already there, and we can see that Biodiversity has been preserved. And so as we are analyzing our impact, as we are analyzing our financial impact, our environmental impact, let us be able then to take cognizance of some of these places where the, where the, where the, where the frontier markets are already performing. I think that's the controversy I would, I would, I would, I would want to, to add. Yeah, and such an excellent point, Tande. It's, it's about creating value and it goes along um, with with what we speak about, that investors should to think about where where their capital creates the most value. So, if they're looking at frontier markets, looking on the African continent, even if they consider a company to be a brown company, um, their their pound, their euro, their dollar can go further. Right? It's it's about the value creation that happens within the investment um, and within the fund, right? And when we're speaking about the sustainable outcomes and solving the challenges of the SDGs, um, uh, they're they're found in the global south, right? And 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 this is where we have the most amount of value creation, and and so this also goes into unlocking capital to be able to go towards not only the outcomes, but the most amount of value creation. And that's something that is not considered enough within investment strategies at the moment, right? Uh, because again, where the metrics and the models that we need still have to be created, right? And so maybe 10, 20 years from now, it'll be a very different landscape. Um, but this is what I speak to my team a, a lot about, that we're part of building the foundation of what's to come and building the models and showing that actually what, what we need to look at our local impacts, value creation, we need to start to reframe and deconstruct 
what have been the primary investment models for decades here. Um, and, and, and that needs to change. And it kind of it changes through uh, starting to reframe a lot of the strategies that have driven capital uh, for many years. Um, and that brings me to our last question. We've, we've had a great conversation here on our round table. We'll have to have a part two. <laughs> but, but my last question is related to this. If we're speaking about value creation, um, and both of your friends are wonderful for able to have the, really the on the ground perspective of what we actually need to focus on in sustainability and impact um, about the power of capital, the purpose of capital here, right? And so Mope, I will go to you. Uh, what do you see as the value creation um, of your fund and how it leads to the outcomes that you want to create? Thank you, Aisha, for, for that question. And I, I feel surrounded with so much um, alignment, you know, on, on this um, podcast in terms of, you know, the the, the alignment and thoughts and, and purpose and, and the rest. And um, that question is is really at the forefront of doing what I do. You know, what, what really is the value? When we thought about, you know, what would really describe or epito you know epitomize you know our our reason for being afriglocal was intentional we want to make sure that though local there is a global perspective so we want to make sure that the value we bring are footprints that may start humbly locally but has the potential to create value across regions across borders through partnerships, through handshakes, linking on to the next stage of, of, of value that could be financed by the follow-on capital. Um, we're not just about the now. We want to make sure that we fulfill the now and we very seamlessly put um, those we're working with in the in the comfortable arms of the next follow-on investor or the next stage investor for their growth and their footprints across regions, you know, to become global in their perspective, global in their impact, global in their influence, and global in showcasing what they have is really, really, really realized and not just dreamt of. It's it becomes an actualization. And for us, it is high time that our local, um, um, you know, greatness is actually seen globally. Um, so we're Africans. We, we want to make sure that the wealth of experience that um, is available is given to local um, entrepreneurs, local, um, um, you know, institutions, and then they can actually become global in terms of their visibility, in terms of their impact. And this we will do by handshaking with the right um, ethical and, and corresponding financial partners, with the right corporate institutions to handshake their introduction into new markets. We would handshake with individuals who would, you know, increase this footprint across. And that really is the value. And that really for us will be fulfillment, which ranks you know right up there as well as as returns you know and that is so inspiring mope when when you speak about the value creation that you want to see in your fund and 
and what you want to be able to create and see. And so, and so, and that, and that's what we need to be able to build portfolio construction strategies that drive capital towards venture capital in the global South, in Africa, and, and to be able to incorporate both local and global impacts, right? And to, to, to have this more holistic viewpoint of impact. And, and so, and so that's what is needed here. And what about you, Tande? It's surprising at times uh, that you, 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 you have someone taking the words right out of you. <laughs> and yes, uh, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would honestly say that one of the words that um, Mupe has already said is um, intentionality of our funds. And um, I, would, I would also say that one of the key things that we're working on, which, which Mupe has already said, is trying to prepare um, the way for those that are also coming uh, after us. And the whole point being at this particular stage, maybe we can say um, funds, venture capital, private equity is within its its, its, its growth stage uh, on the African continent. And we are at a very, very exciting stage whereby uh, we, 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 we are sort of building and we are sort of setting up the standards of African venture capital and, 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 and private equity towards, um, towards real impact just uh, beyond uh, creating financial value through profits, uh, which is the value that we've been talking about. So essentially, um, where we are is where we are saying we are we are really preparing the markets. Uh, we are really preparing um, towards investor interest. Uh, interestingly, I was having a conversation with, uh, with the family office this morning, and we were talking about the, we 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 were re really wondering, but how exactly can you can you, for example, integrate impact within a family office? And it's a lot of ways that you can integrate that impact. But the very first thing that you need is to understand what are the issues that we need to bring to the table. What are the issues where there are conflicts? What are, what are the issues that we agree upon? And the only best way that we can um, have everyone coming to the table is through um, through through preparation. And I will say this again: that is what um, the Chakata Fund is standing for. Um, supporting funds like uh, Africa Local to 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 prepare to be able to pick up the Chakata fruit in terms of um, ensuring that investments going forward um, create the real uh, non-financial impact along with the financial impact that we're looking for. I think it's because we're so aligned on on what we all want want to achieve right and so <laughs> and so it, it 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 makes it such a wonderful conversation um to to speak about uh, the value creation and like what you were saying Tandy, the non-financial impact that that should be considered right up, up there with the financial impact and almost more important than it right because um something that i've spoken about and i wrote about previously, if we have financial impact um, at, at the expense of positive mm. impact, then it is it true financial impact? And, and those are the questions um, that need to be asked of the investment industry. Um, how is financial impact being created? If it's being created by uh, negative impact, and then, then we need to rethink the purpose of capital, the direction of it, the strategy, the deployment of it, right? Um, it has to be couched in, supported by positive impact outcomes. And, and uh, that's why it's been so wonderful and exciting to speak to both of you today. Uh, we're 
We're so happy to support both of you and um, to really build the future of impact investing and to start to reframe, to start to deconstruct um, and to build the foundation for what's to come. It's, it's, a, it's a very exciting time, but it's up to us, right, to, to build the future here uh, because it's possible that we, <laughs> we have the responsibility, I believe, to um, build build the future for investors to come, for entrepreneurs to come, uh, defining what true investment means, right? Um, so, so thank you, both Mope and Tande. A great conversation. I am looking forward to a part two of our roundtable. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure. Thought, it's really been a pleasure. Yeah. Tundai, it's 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 great having you on, and um, you know it's there's so much work to be done, obviously, but you know it's it's really really good in terms of you know um, really clearly seeing this is not a muffled picture, clearly seeing what we want to achieve out of you know um, you know actors um, and the capital and and the outputs and and the driven you know excitement to get this done Aisha it's been really really great thank you so much for um inviting um inviting me to this uh, platform really excited about what's to come thank you it's really been a pleasure the honor is all uh, mine it's you know it's 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 so motivating and inspiring to speak to both of you um to see the future that we can all build here um and and what we have to do is to start to reframe to to, to start to see well what what exactly does it mean to be an investor and to create value and what is impact and and what is um, the correct type of financial return what is it based on right what so if, if we're creating a holistic ecosystem then we have to think how all of these parts that have been considered separate start to be interconnected together right and so and so that's it's it's been a great conversation so thank you Mubi and Hyundai, and I look forward to our next roundtable. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you.